Five stages to level up your video SEO with Dre Devera. In Search SEO Podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps scale your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. You've started publishing videos on YouTube, but are you truly optimizing your videos for organic reach, just as you painstakingly optimize every piece of written content that you publish for your website? Video SEO is what I'm going to be discussing today with a man who's always on the lookout for the next great place to devour a delicious ribeye steak, and maybe even a glass of whiskey too. He's a sought-after speaker, online educator, and brand strategist who believes that video is the most genuine and engaging way to grow your audience and personal brand. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, the producer of Dre TV, the SEO video show, and the head of growth at Twingate, Dre Devera. David, my man, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm very good. I'm very good. I saw you smirking in the background about the ribeye steak, but you gave me these intros. You know, I'm going to read them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I love ribeye steaks. I, that's what I actually do. I'm looking for the next place I can devour one. And I love the taste of ribeye steaks and with a little glass of whiskey. Now, half the audience is salivating. I hope that they come back, though, for uh, <laughs> everything that you've got to share, because I'm sure you're going to share a lot of value today. I'll just um, share with the listener that uh, mm -hmm. they can find Dre over at Dre.tv. But mm -hmm. the key question that everyone wants to know the answer to is, how long does it take to do your hair? Oh man, this is the question I actually do get a lot quite some time, but you know what? It takes me about less than five minutes. I don't know, maybe this, maybe that may be long for some people, but a lot of people thought it would take a lot longer. Like, I mean, right out of the shower, all I do is just blow dry it, put some something called Boldify. It's kind of the saline solution and just blow dry it up and then just pat it down a little bit to get the little round edges and I'm done. <laughs> that was something for the video viewers. If you're an audio listener, of course, you've got to go to rankranger.com and check out the video version of the show and um, see what we're chatting about there as well. But um, cool look, certainly. Today, we're going to be, you're going to be sharing rather the five mm -hmm. stages to level up your video SEO. So it's starting off with number one, pre-publishing. Yes, of course, pre-publishing. I mean, when you have when you first do any type of optimization, you kind of have to research your topic, right? You got to research the landscape. Uh, when we do regular SEO with Google, you know, we look at Google itself. So for what, if you want to do optimization on YouTube, observe the landscape. You can see that, you know, YouTube has different types of algorithms. They have the hashtag algorithm. They have the search algorithm. They have the suggested algorithm. They have you know, all these other people also watch algorithms. So you kind of observe what you can optimize there. And those are kind of the key things you should look at. And then when you want to do some research of the content you want to produce, you kind of also, again, look at the landscape. You know, you want to do a search of your certain topic that you actually found and then see what kind of type of comment comes up. Is it, are they how-tos? Are they, you know, vlogs? Are they tutorials? You know, like kind of like different types of topic uh, content, like how you would look at, so say, you know, on, on Google itself, right? You know, when you go to Google mm -hmm. and you kind of say, oh, these are listicles. Okay, maybe, you know, you do a listicle type of post. But yeah, that's kind of like the very first part, you know, kind of the research part when it comes to um starting optimizations. Yeah, I love it because 
any great SEO, when you're doing a bit of keyword research, deciding what to write about, will say, okay, have a look at the SERP, see what currently ranks for those kinds of terms as well. Um, is it you know, long pieces, short pieces, pieces with lots of images, video answers, snippets, what kind of answers are, are being produced back for those kind of queries? So do the same kind of thing for YouTube, see the length of the video, of the video uh, see the quality mm -hmm. of the video, um, how they're going about answering it, and perhaps how they're missing out on certain things as well. We're, you can actually provide more value as well. Superb mm -hmm. advice there. So that's number one, pre-publishing. Brings us up to number two, establishing expertise. Establishing expertise is also, it has to just, you know, it all goes back to how you do SEO. Like you want to like think think of your, your your tactics of how you do SEO for another for you know a regular website, but you want to do this for YouTube itself, right? So you want to make sure you have uh, the ranking factors that you, we all know about that everyone always talks about is what CTR, um, the average view duration, um, the social signals, and and you know just kind of like that that video interactions, like maybe like rewinding of something like that, right? So these are these are typical ranking factors on YouTube. So how do you actually optimize for these things, right? Number one, like say CTR, the thumbnail. You want a, you want a thumbnail that can at least stop the user when they're scrolling. You know, you think of the journey of when someone's coming. You want a thumbnail that can stop the user, and you know whether it's creative and having you know, your keyword on there. As we all know, if you take your thumbnail, and um, Google YouTube can actually read what's in the thumbnail. You throw it into Cloud Cloud Vision. You can put your keywords in there, um, no matter what size. Cloud Vision can extract those keywords. So these are some things that you want to make sure you include in your thumbnail. Make sure it's you know, compelling, colorful, bright, whatever can make sure you can stop that person and grab their attention is a great way. And then another thing is when you um, want to, what you want to do is when you have your title, again, this is another place you can optimize on, on YouTube. Your title also has to have a, you know, your keyword on there and you have to have a compelling title, like something that, like a, like a hook, like when you have your a thumbnail, how can you have that person look at your title? And then once they can look at your title, how can you make them look at your video? And then how, from your video, how can you make them look at your description? So these are things that you kind of have to, kind of have to optimize. I mean, with, let's say like with your, um, optimizing like your description, right? These are things that you can also include your, you know, keywords in there. And what I talked about earlier about hashtags, right? There's a hashtag algorithm. Make sure you include hashtags in your um, descriptions because as you notice, when you include a hashtag in your descriptions, they're clickable. And it takes you to this whole new type of search engines of hashtag, you know, hashtag search engine. And that's one of the things that you should be able to, you know, you should be able to include within your descriptions. Another thing that you should do when you have your video, when you optimize your video, is you get, you have your like your, your closed captioning. So, you know, people say like, okay, yeah, Google actually, I mean, YouTube actually can do this automatically. What? There's one thing about that. If you upload your own closed captionings, you get a little icon that's which stands out. Again, anything that can make you stand out in the SERPs of like YouTube, whether it's on the homepage or within the the search things, like any little thing that can like stick you stick you out like a Thor thumb. Um, I mean, use that. So you, uploading your own closed captionings would be something that you would really want to do as well. I mean, I mean, I can go on. I mean, even like yeah. timestamps. Yeah, <laughs> so many. I mean, is there is there anything you want to like? Um, you know, stop me there. No, you started with thumbnails, and thumbnails yeah. is something that many people starting with YouTube just won't even consider, won't even entertain. Mm -hmm. They'll just pick an image that um, is fixed from the video itself, and then just go on and 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 
think of other things to optimize their video, but thumbnails are absolutely key for click-through rates, for brand rec mm -hmm. recognition as well. I see from your thumbna mm -hmm. some thumbnails, you've got a fairly consistent format. You've got your branding in there as mm -hmm. well. You've got the guest in there as well, but you've got something that the the regular viewer, or at least someone who's viewed a video of yours before, will um, stop in their tracks and recognize the fact that it's you and hopefully be more likely to click through to the video itself because of it. Yes, and back to thumbnails, let's, let's take it back here because I mean, how, there's a reason behind of how I make created my thumbnails. What I wanted to do is create videos within the SEO industry. So what I want to make sure is like, I looked at all the thumbnails and see what, you know, kind of the color scheme, if there was any, you know, some of them were just kind of doing like more darker colors and stuff like that. So now if you search some, like anyone within like, um, you know, where my videos pop up, mine pop. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're really bright compared to like other colors. I mean, there's other, you know, YouTubers that have like maybe some greens. So I kind of stay away from greens because they actually do see like more greens. So anything when you look at and you do your research, you know, pop out contrast so you can stand out. Yeah. I'm thinking looking at your video at the moment that you should have, had, have a thumbnail with some ferns behind it because that's the image that I see when I actually see your video. And I just recognize your branding because of it as well. But uh, anyway, the, the, there's loads of things that can be done and experimented with. Let's go on to number three, which is establishing mm -hmm. authoritativeness. Authoritativeness is, I mean, this is something where you, even with like, in when you optimize for Google, and you know, you wouldn't get authoritativeness, it's like maybe getting those backlinks and stuff like that. So you think about the things of how you can bring back um, and show your authority within uh, YouTube. You know, how can you gain subscribers, right? The way The ways you can gain subscribers is like, being, of course, having that call to action to invite them, but also there's some hacks where you can add a, a special parameter at the end of your URL to have, you know, so automatically subscribe to your um, your channel when you share it. I mean, there's also like you want to gain uh, likes, right? You know, you again, you this is some things that you have to do within your video when you gain when you gain likes. You have to ask for it. You have to create compelling content, like for someone to even like it. I mean, this is things where. When you create authority and people are consuming your content, that you are creating your authority, right? Because I'm like, oh wow, you're making you know, making them nod their head. You're making the same, yes, yes, yes. So this is where they would maybe, oh yeah, I like this, you know. And this is where something you want them to even share. You have the social, uh, your social signals. I mean, Google put, I mean, YouTube puts out these icons so you can share at different platforms. There's a reason for that, right? They want you to share these different videos on these different platforms. I mean, you can see it like have you shared on Twitter, Blogger, Reddit. I mean, there's, there's a new, I'm sure they add a few more in there, but I mean, those are one of the things that you want to do too. I mean, look at all the other things that you can also add in there, like, like, um, uh, embeds. It allows you to embed stuff, right? Mm. Making sure you, you know, you embed your videos and like, you know, if, you know, people would embed your video on their blog because they see that you're an authority. You know, they they trust you. Um, you know, you want you want them to gain engagement. If you if you have someone like you know, kind of like stopping the video, rewinding it because you said something, it's like okay, mm -hmm. okay. So that's that's another kind of an engagement within the video. But if you sometimes if you look at your Google Analytics, you'll see spikes in in certain areas. It's like that's done because someone's like rewinding to kind of like re-listen to what you just said. And Interesting. So, so that's yeah. actually a positive signal in YouTube's algorithm. If if you pause a video and stay on it, and then um, then carry on after that, because I'm thinking um, it might be worthwhile to incorporate as part of a video show. Um, right, here's some key information here. Pause your video yeah. at the moment and, and look through that. So, is, is it mm -hmm. worthwhile doing that as part of a YouTube show as well? Yes, yes. I, I and mean, this is something where I, you know, I want to make sure you you. 
when, when you do that and you kind of, you know, want them to engage with it on the site, it's kind of one of those things where even when you look at your Google Analytics and you can see like, you know, how many clicks they get done, like kind of actions. I mean, this is an actions on the page on actually the video player, right? And I, there are patents that are written about this. Um, I don't have the exact numbers or anything like that, but you can search like these, 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 um, these interaction patents for YouTube that will tell you about them and that, that, that they look at them. So, so talking about signals, how about frequency? Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts on an ideal frequency for publishing videos on YouTube? For me, it all depends on your, you know, on, on you and yourself, right? If you don't have the time to publish every day, I mean, you can't publish every day. If, but the one thing that you should do is be consistent when you publish. So you and you mm -hmm. remind people to come back at a certain time. So if they know you publish on Tuesdays and uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, let them know that new content is coming out those during those times. That's the most important time because they at least they'll they know when you're coming out. So when your video comes out, you get the most uh, engagement, the most. Uh, watches the most you know the most views because that's also possible part of the algorithm too when all the engagement you get within the first 24 hours so you want to make sure that you know they know about it and they have that, that notification bell ticked so they can get that notification and you know that's something i i look more into um, letting know your publishing times than the amount of times you're publishing now the fourth element is establishing trust so what's the difference yeah. between trust and authority well, how will, how do people can, how can people trust your, how can even YouTube trust you as a person, right? You as a person, like, uh, this is where you can connect your YouTube channel into the Google knowledge graph. I mean, their whole ecosystem. You can, one of the things to establish trust is get your first 100 subscribers, right? That's when you can mm. uh, actually change your URL. Um, there's one things where you can actually connect your Google ads account to your YouTube, that shows that, you know, okay, this guy is a real person too. Like, you know, YouTube, like they, they can sync that. You're, you're kind of tying this all together. There's also something where you can actually tie your Google My Business into your YouTube, where you kind of click the location uh, button of your video. And then you search for, if you have a Google My Business account uh, or Google Business Profile, um, you mm. can find your business and use that as your uh, location to tie that in. So you're developing this trust, like this, okay, this is a real person, you're, you know, you're putting out content. This, so the trust is you know, more with, within the you know, ecosystem of YouTube. Interesting, okay, so you're talking about establishing trust with YouTube as opposed to establishing mm. trust with your viewers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with it, like, again, because it kind of gets mixed in with authoritativeness and trust there, where that, that can come in with the viewers. Like, you know, people would trust you and, and share your stuff uh, if they trust you. Like, if they, they have, you have that authority to convey that trust. Okay, and number five is post-publishing. So what has to be done post-publishing to try and ensure the success of each video that you publish? Marketing, right? You have to push out, you have to, any way you can share your video. And I, one, of, one of the biggest things I do is like, if you don't, if you create your, content like you have to share you have to do your traditional marketing you have to like have go out there and one of the things one of the things i do um, in video marketing especially for like some of my videos which actually can i can trigger other algorithms which you know i mentioned earlier you can there's like the suggestive uh, video algorithm um is you know when you have your when you unpublish your video you know have it unlisted you send it some traffic you know buy buy like placement traffic of videos related to your video and you know, use your Google Ads account to send some traffic to there. Like, and ha it should have it shown on videos that are related to your video. And then so it can get suggested when you go live. So you kind of send like, you know, whatever, how many views you want to do. Just train, train the algorithm to know that, okay, this video, people are watching this video when they watch this video, right? So you kind of like put that out there and you can, you can market that. And then when you go live, you know, you have this sense of what your video is about. 
I think it's a great idea as soon as you've published a video to email your list about it and say, you know, check out the video that yeah. I've just published because then it sends signals to YouTube that there are people watching it. And hopefully because people know you, they're more likely to watch it all the way through and engage with it and send positive signals about the video itself to YouTube. Another source of traffic traffic that I used to love for sending mm -hmm. traffic to YouTube was StumbleUpon, but that doesn't oh, exist yeah. anymore. And, and that was absolutely brilliant. StumbleUpon advertising, as soon as um, a YouTube um, video went live, and it really drove a lot of organic signals because um, it drove loads of people to watch the video. What are other sources of traffic, external sources of traffic to YouTube that you recommend now? I use LinkedIn a lot. I use Reddit. I use Quora. I mean, again, these are things you can you can actually share your video unlisted and you can still show it in bed. The one thing, the reason why I actually even, the tactic of why I like even having more views while it's unlisted is because when you go live, these views are there. And then when you when you go out to the public, you, you have that perception. It's like, oh, this video was just released an hour ago and it has already like a few hundred views. So mm -hmm. It's like there's some there's this this thing the psychology of okay. like how how you can um you know kind of that FOMO it's like oh what's this about so you get that click it like it well let's finish off with the Pareto pickle so Pareto says that you can get eighty percent of your results from twenty percent of your efforts what's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort my Pareto pickle is your meta titles, your titles, your video titles. And this and not just writing and talking about and saying this is what you should learn, but putting your co copyright hat on. I mean, you want that that hook. You want to be able to hook this this the the viewer, the the searcher with with a hook point. You know, you want to have a compelling headline that can have them read the subheadline, the subheadline to read the blog. You want them, you know, within YouTube, you want them to have a compelling headline within your you know like tagline maybe within your thumbnail to read your thumb uh, title and then to actually watch the video and then the first three seconds you have a hook in your video and you kind of like what's that compelling sentence title whatever it is to have them um, within that first three seconds because that will define whether you watch a video or not love it i've been your host david bain you can find dre over at dre.tv dre thanks so much for being on the in search seo podcast Thank you for having me, David. Love it. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com.